Hello, Batmites. This is Steve. And this is Andy. And this is Steve and Andy Meet Batman, episode 44, True or False Face. You wouldn't even on the street. We want false. Oh, I know. You can't. Steve nor myself can walk down the street. I can't go out these days in any major city in the world without someone coming up to us and say, "When are you guys going to do false face episode?" I was down at the H E B grocery store here in Austin, Texas, buying some bananas. Get to the cashier. What does she say? Hey, when are you guys doing false face? I said, just just wait, is what I said. I was at the First Avenue in downtown Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yes, where there are, I mean, people are clamoring for more Stephen Andy. The First Avenue Club. Mm -hmm. And guess who walked up to me? His royal purpleness himself. Oh, my God. Prince. And we all know that he did the Batman soundtrack for the Tim Burton one in 89. Yes, yes. So he's a Batmite. It's, It's fairly well known. Huge bad mind. Mm-hmm. And he said two words. I mean, he said more than two, but he came up and he said two words. Paul said, D'Angelo. <laughs> he said he did say that first, but then. Yeah, he did. He, he did. And then he said two more words. False face. And then he said, when are you going to do it? I'm like, Prince, just wait. You know, it's, it's coming. And he then said the only reason why he did the Batman soundtrack, mm-hmm. the, the 1989 one, mm-hmm. is because... He was told that False Face was going to be the villain. He saw Michael Keaton on the cast list and thought False Face. Exactly. Because I got to tell you, the False Face mask looks a little bit like Michael Keaton. (laughs) That is what he thought. Well, no one really told him it would be False Face. He just said, Batman film, Michael Keaton will be in it. Oh, False Face. False Face. I'll do the soundtrack, yeah. Yeah. So, Summer Camp in full... He's the most logical villain. Summer Camp is in full swing. We just finished up our um, Sleepaway Camp. And, and and you know what? The, the big spoiler warning, the big surprise ending at a sleepaway camp, the villain, false face. He was doing it all. <laughs> I say, let's get right in to true or false face. Are you ready? Let's do it. So I know that you've got some delicious info. I was trying to think of a better word. Delicious is the best <laughs> I could come up with. When it, when it comes to false face, it is delicious. It is, Absolutely. Actually, when it comes to false face, it's vicious and delicious. <laughs> so you got some you got some episode info for us. Yeah, it was the seventeenth episode of season one. Mm-hmm. It its original air date March 9th, nineteen sixty six. Mm-hmm. Was written by Stephen Kendall, mm-hmm. directed by William A. Graham. William A. Graham was mainly a television director. What else has he done? Do you got any... Uh... Uh, yeah, he did episodes of The Fugitive and 12 O'Clock High, uh, The Big Valley, and Ironside. Okay. It's kind of funny. In 1991, he directed Return to the Blue Lagoon, the second <laughs> Blue Lagoon film, which is kind of funny. Which is based um, on this episode of True or False. It, it, it is, yeah. He also directed in 1980 uh, the... I, I can't... I won't be able to say it correctly. The Guyana Tragedy, the story of Jim Jones, mm. which, you know, Jim Jones is the Kool-Aid, and, you know, got... To get everybody to drink their Kool-Aid. He's the Kool-Aid man, yeah. Yeah, the Kool-Aid man. The mur- mass murder-suicide Kool-Aid man. So he directed that, which I actually have seen that, and that's actually pretty fun. He directed The Calendar Girl Murders in 1984, starring a young Sharon Stone. Mm-hmm. He also directed Elvis Presley's final acting film. 
Uh, that doesn't make any sense. He also directed Elvis's final film, Change of Habit, 1969. True or false? So True or False was actually before that. So Elvis probably yeah. sat down and he's like, who, who's, who's the director? What has he done? Oh, you've probably heard of him, uh, True or False Face. And Elvis like, I'm in. Oh, that's what he did. You know, Elvis was very excited about this and, and working with the man behind True or False Face. In fact, Elvis wanted to be False Face. Did not work out. Scheduling conflicts, but... And he didn't want to cover up his face. <laughs> he said, I'm not covering up my mustache. I'm not shaving exactly. my mustache. Uh, and... and uh, False Face's gal pal Blaze is played by uh, uh, My- My- Myrna, Myrna Fahey, mm-hmm. who uh, did a lot of television. She was on uh, Walt Disney's Zorro. She did Bonanza, The Time Tunnel, Maverick, Perry Mason. Oh, my God. Everybody's Perry Mason these yeah. days. She was also uh, one of these stars in uh, Roger Corman's film version of The Fall of the House of Usher. Mm-hmm. So... That's a very good movie. And I will also say, I believe she was also in a Elvis Presley movie, but I don't remember. <laughs> Looks like I was wrong. She wasn't in an Elvis movie. But the lady that plays Anne Harriet, she was. <laughs> what do you think of that? I have no words for that. And, and um, question mark. Question mark, yeah. Was the, lead singer, the lead singer of Question Mark and the Mysterians. <laughs> Played, uh, uh, yeah, played. the guy, the guy that sang uh, '96 Teardrops," mm-hmm. played uh, "False Face," which I thought was kind of interesting. That's weird. He, oh, so he was credited as question mark as question mark "False Face," which you, I'm pretty sure, you could not get away with now. You can't. You have to credit actors, right? You can't just yeah. yeah. So, although he wasn't the original, I mean, he's not the first question mark. Uh, Bars Karloff was question mark in uh, the original Frankenstein that Universal made. Oh, really? You yeah. could not do that these days. I, I no, but, all, but like I said, I mean, there was a band. That's right. Martin Maybe that's who that's who played Frankenstein and uh, False Face in this episode. God, he was really old, and you know what? The guy that was question mark. I'm pretty sure he said he was uh, abducted by aliens. It, it shows in his acting. That we open <laughs> on a glorious day in Gotham City. This is no Seattle. It's a beautiful sunny day. The narrator says a fitting day for Grand Theft. It seems like a weird thing to say. Why would really why would he say that? I'm thinking, all right, why, what, what's, what's going to happen? Inside the Gotham City Exhibit Hall, we see Chief O'Hara, a few other officers. They're reading a note. It says, look out, cops. I hereby crown myself. False face. O'Hara's is like, eh, he's at it again. The criminal master of disguise, which I thought was the Joker. Weren't they calling the Joker the master of disguise? I don't remember. But what's weird, the Joker is a master of disguise. He's just wearing clown makeup. Oh, because doesn't he have like 46 That's what fan- they said. fantastic disguises? We haven't seen any of them. We've seen one, I guess. Yeah. And a baseball Two. uniform, I guess. <laughs> Three then, because he was also dressed as a surfer wearing baggies. That's right. Um, so False Face is a master of disguise. He's but wearing clown makeup, though. That's true. That's part of the disguise. It's a, it's a diversion. The false face, you know, they call him the master of disguise, but he's just kind of wearing like this really bad mask around. Yeah, he usually. just wears one of those like clear plastic masks. <laughs> like I had a I had a mask like that for Halloween of the big boss man. Yeah. And no one was like, Oh my god, you're the big boss man. You know. <laughs> I'm not a master. Oh my of god, you're false face. <laughs> so just then a woman wearing a very So really, fa- false face is only 
his false face is that he's wearing one of those cheap clear yes. placing ma- masks that kind of obscure your features. Yeah, it's not a great He's not a master of disguise. I would have to disagree with O'Hara on this one, as usual. Yeah. Just then a woman wearing, I would have to say, a very striking red cape enters. She introduces herself as the Princess of Mergenberg. (laughs) Her crown, I guess, is for some reason on display at the exhibit hall. Um, Why is the question? Gotham gets more royal jewels from obscure European-sounding right. countries than any other city. And they all get stolen. Stop sending your jewels to Gotham. Don't bring them back. By the way, I, I point out it seems more like a king's crown to me, the way that it's shaped. But uh... So word got around to the princess about her crown. She's concerned. O'Hara says, you know, I'm going to keep it safe. Don't worry. And whenever O'Hara that, that says that, not a good sign. Concerned. And yeah. I, I would be more concerned. Um. So the princess hands him a note. It says, all that glitters is gone, signed Falseface. One of the men says, uh, shouldn't that be all that glitters is gold? It's, he's thinking, he's like, I got something. I, O'Hara's going to be so impressed. It's so obvious. that that's the, um, They didn't put the brightest officers on this case. O'Hara says, that's a trademark of Falseface. Is a false quote. Just then a man approaches. Something seems wrong with his face. I actually got a question, though, about What's up? that. One, maybe that's – he's not deliberately making false quotes. Maybe he's just really bad at could remembering be. quotes. Could be. This is before, you know, the internet. He, he couldn't look yeah, it up. so he couldn't just look it up. And two, wouldn't the fact that he has a false face be his trademark? <laughs> that's right. His, his trademark is that he wears this weird mask around. This – I would say the misquoting things is something he does. It's yeah, not necessarily a trademarks does this man need? I know. You, you can't say – I mean, what is – Mickey Mouse's trade. Mickey Mouse has his trademarks. It's his ears. Sometimes yeah. he walks around. You can't say, "Oh, there's Mickey walking." That's his trademark. That's his trademark walking around. No, it's the ears, O'Hara. The exactly. ears. Yeah. Uh, so now just Chief O'Hara is going to get confused and think false faces trademarks up his ears. O'Hara is easily confused. Uh, just then, a man approaches. Something seems to be wrong with his face. His mouth isn't really moving correctly. He rips off a fake beard. O'Hara exclaims that it's false face. It honestly, the beer wasn't hiding anything. He looked like false face before. So O'Hara makes no move to try to stop him. This criminal mastermind O'Hara just stands there, very stupidly. Uh, just then, false face lights the beard on fire. It explodes in a cloud of smoke. Um, false face then runs off. The princess races after him, throws her red cape on the ground. It inflates into a large balloon, blocking the way of the police. She was an accomplice all along. I love the fact that the balloon, which can, I mean, it's a balloon. You can move it easily, pop it, shoot it, stab it. It totally perplexes O'Hara. He's like pushing at it. He's like, how can we get out of here? Do yeah, you think that was, that's classic O'Hara right there, I would that, say. That is really classic O'Hara. I mean, <laughs> did you see the skip that False Face did when he went running away? He was happy. Yes, he was happy. I think that's his trademark skip. That's his trademark skip. That's false face doing the trademark skip. Outside, we see false face and the woman get into the black car, into a black car and race off. O'Hara and his men, they must have solved that balloon riddle because they, <laughs> they come out. Uh, they race after him. Uh, we see the police. I, I like to think that the, the cop said, isn't it supposed to say all that glitters is gold? Is the one that figured out what to do. Like, Can't we just pick up the balloon? And say, it's the, is the cop Paul D'Angelo? Wait a minute. Was he wearing really short 
I think oh, he was. Geez. I think he was. There was feathered hair involved. I wonder if Paul D'Angelo watched this episode. Of course he did. Yeah, this is what he watched this and goes, this is what seeing this makes me want to be a camp counselor. <laughs> so the police race off after false face and blaze um, his his gal pal. Um, the police are, start catching up. It seems like they're uh, going to catch false face. Suddenly, Falseface turns into an alley and transforms his car into a white bread truck. The police somehow don't notice this and uh, pass him up. I love Falseface. gets out of the car. That's just like Jolly Skip. Trademark Falseface. He's dressed like a chef. Um, I want to point out, I don't know if you noticed, during this whole chase scene, the people on the street are still like kind of going about their business. They're not stopping to look. Because they see this every day. It seems like O'Hara's chasing down some kind of bread truck, donut truck, every other day. Yeah, this is like just a normal occurrence. They'd be more worried if this wasn't happening. Yeah, I know. They're like, Where, where's O'Hara? Why isn't he speeding through the streets? Why isn't he collecting an egg tax? <laughs> Later, back in Gordon's office, um, Gordon and O'Hara are gloating because it appears that Fallspace didn't steal the crown after all. They still have it. I love Gordon is so proud of himself. I, I don't know if you noticed the smug look on his face. He always has a smug look on his That's face. That's true, but it was extra smug. Um, but wait. The crown is a phony. Fallspace <laughs> switched it with a real uh, crown. Gordon says, quote, Fallspace has struck... Deviously and ruthlessly, he made Gordon look like a big ass. What Which did he is, do now? That's like an everyday occurrence, though. Okay, so you, you're you're the the police. You got a crime. You got probably hundreds of men at your disposal. Lots of money. This is Gotham City. What do you do right away? What's your first move? First, the, the first thing you do, you look at O'Hara and right. say, "Can you solve this, O'Hara?" Knowing that he's going to say no. Yes, absolutely. And and the answer to that question is always no with O'Hara. And then you go straight to the bathroom. Because why would O'Hara actually work? He's got a pretty cushy deal. He's, he's got there. an amazing deal. Although in this episode, paid. he gets in a little, he gets mixed but, up yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. But he's, the, and, and Gordon as well. These guys do know real police work. They're commissioner and chief <laughs> of a major city police department. You know they're going to have nice pensions when they retire, and oh, they don't do God, any yeah. work whatsoever. Yeah. No, they're not doing anything. They just pass it off on to Batman. They do. So he picks up the phone. Um, we see in Wayne Manor, Alfred is lighting a fire in the fireplace. I'm not quite sure what the point of that was. It was established that it's a beautiful day out. I feel like it's busy work. They're, I, Alfred, I go light a fire. I, I think Bruce wanted him to burn some incriminating That's I. I am now seeing the point. Yes, yes. Uh, meanwhile, in the living room, we see something, Dick. Some, something about Dick being a girl, I think. <laughs> meanwhile, in the living room, we see Dick uh, studying botany. He's getting frustrated, but uh, Bruce reminds him that the lore of living things is our heritage, the storybook of nature. Dick says he'll learn to read the storybook of nature. Mm, I think not he sure meant that he'll just learn to read. Yeah, I think that's what – because Dick doesn't know how to read clearly. Alfred, what kind of high school does he go to where he has like a botany class? Well, it's Woodrow Wilson High. That's true. That's that's... that, and that's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, so of course, Alfred comes in, tells Bruce that Gordon's on the line. Just then, as usual, and Harriet comes in, getting all nosy, trying, you know. Um, and this, so Bruce and Dick always make up some excuse to leave. It's been fishing trips. 
And we've kind of joked that baseball games. Yeah, baseball games. We've joked and Harriet must think, what the hell are they doing? This has got to be. Bruce just pretty much says it right now. Yeah, he goes, well, uh, uh, you know, some awkward. Obviously, they're making something up here. We're going to uh, ramble in the woods, you know, nature in the raw. And they, I mean, they don't say goodbye. Nature in the raw. And they turn and run off. And and Harry can see where they're good. She sees that they don't go outside. No. They go into a room, lock yeah, the, the door, door, and they stay in there for like 10 hours. She must be thinking, what the hell must she? <laughs> I, I love she just stands there. You can see kind of in her mind she's piecing something together, and she just stands there in shocked silence. The, the thing is, I like to believe that Aunt Harriet is like the other <laughs> cooks at Sleepaway Camp. Right. Where they know what They know what's Hardy, going on. They, they know what yeah. Chef Hardy's doing. And they would just kind of laugh about it. But I think with Aunt Harriet, she's like, if I stop this, I'm out of she's this like, mansion. This sweet deal I have going here is up. So I'm I didn't back, I didn't back, see anything. Where I'm back they... to my old maid one-room apartment. <laughs> so Bruce and Dick run, run, literally run into the room, lock the door. Bruce gets on the line with Gordon. Um, I love this. Gordon tells Bruce to prepare himself for a shock. False face is struck. Is that not really a shock? Gordon just loves to be dramatic. He is. He's a drama queen. Later at police headquarters, Batman and Robin talking to Gordon and O'Hara. Batman says this crown theft is just the first of many crimes. I don't know how he knows that, but he he turns think, out to be I, right. I think he's part of it. Mm-hmm. He's in on it. Yeah. Just then there's a knock on the door. It's a messenger for Batman. A very old man comes in. He seems confused. Was he screened? It seems like he got in really easily. There's this guy, eh, someone here for Batman. I don't know. Um, I like how he goes up to Batman and asks, are you Batman? I know. And uh, Batman says yes, and they stare at each other <laughs> very awkwardly. Um, so the old man hands Batman a scroll. The scroll says, I intend to give money to a defenseless little girl, signed false face. Gordon, trying to be clever, says, I bet it's a code. Well, no shit, Gordon. It's obviously a code. Everything's a code. Always when you get... A what, if turned, what if it turned out that one time it wasn't a code and that's he's, what he actually was he's just playing the guy? I know, I know. I would have loved that. He's actually a good Samaritan. Batman says that it's False Face's other, other trademark, that he always says the opposite of what it means, which makes me think, why would he say, I intend? He should say, you I, intend? you, yeah, you don't intend to not, I don't, it's confusing. Um, so that means it would be bizarro talk. I know it's getting confusing. Bizarro false face. So that means have a normal face then. <laughs> that means he wants to take money from. And Robin says, "Well, the opposite of a girl is a boy." A tie-in with our with our summer camp. Yeah, um, it's the the, the false face is going to try to rob the lad armor armored car company, basically. Um, just then, Batman approaches the old man. Why is the old man still there? I was getting confused. Batman grabs his face. He was waiting for a tip. I know. Batman grabs his face. It's really Blaze. False face is female assistant. Batman, She's the real master of disguise. Yes, she is. Batman grabs her, I would say, very violently and asks why she's there. She says, false face is challenging Batman to prove that he's actually committed a crime. Good point, actually. Um, just then, Blaze jumps out of the window. Is she dead? No. She's la she landed on a mat below with a giant FF on it. 
So again, this is the lax security at police headquarters. There was literally like oh, a giant sign that was labeled false face, essentially outside of Gordon's window. And no one noticed. No one bothered. You know what? I wonder why Bullface personalized the map. I know. I know. He's getting cocky. And, it, you yeah. know, it doesn't matter. I love no police officer said, you know what? Take this off the street. You know, you can't be putting mats down it, anywhere it, you Goth- want. In Gotham, it's completely legal. <laughs> so, did, Batman. Did you notice Blaze's little move before she jumped out the window? How she kind of, like, she spun she the globe. Spin, yeah. And it's like she used the momentum of the globe to kind of whip herself up yeah it was nice it was a nice move she escapes batman and robin obviously embarrassed they look like a couple of jackasses in front of gordon batman vows to snuff out blaze's criminal career so they race off they race off to the um the uh lad armored car company later in what appears to be an abandoned warehouse full of costumes we see false face and his gang blaze is there false face is gloating about having stolen the crown okay the crown got to be worth a couple million at least, right? You would think so. What's false face? What's his goal here? Why not just stop, leave the country, unload the clown, the crown. I keep saying clown. Unload the crown on the black market and just disappear for a while. No, no. His plan has a part two. And whenever you hear a part two of a plan and the it's part never, one always never. goes off without a hitch. Part two. Yeah. Or two. It should just stop when they're ahead. I know, I know. He explains that he'll pull off the greatest feat of his criminal career. Again, every criminal likes to say that. They're always trying to one-up each other. Batman and Robin will be eliminated, and he's going to stamp his face all over Gotham City. Arrogance. I love this. The goons start cheering, and False Face says, Thanks, man. I, I know you didn't mean it. Like, he knows they're just there. They're his lackeys. Or is that his opposite talk? I think... And then shouldn't he say, no, thank you? I know you meant it. I don't well, know. I'm confused. I don't, I don't um, later at the Lad Armored Car Company, Batman and Robin have a meeting with the CEO. They can pretty much get a meeting with anyone, any place, anytime. The CEO isn't Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is the puppet CEO. The CEO <laughs> calls Robin Batman's youthful uh, associate. Robin kind of makes a face at that. Um, Bat- I too, though. I know. Batman explains that one of the armored trucks might be in danger. The CEO... Explains, one of his cars is late. It's due to pick up a very nice sum of money from Gotham City Bank. Batman gets on the line, calls Gordon, and demands that Gordon dispatch as many men as possible to the Gotham City Bank immediately. Um, you know, Batman has that kind of power. No questions asked. He even says, don't ask questions. Just do it. Does Whatever not Batman explain. tells Gordon to do, he'll do it. And I mean anything. Uh, have you ever wondered why Gordon doesn't have a wife anymore? Yes. Yes. I have wondered that and i'm putting the pieces together and harriet style now exactly so batman robin race off the ceo says thank you batman everyone in gotham goes with you in spirit his secretary says something kind of weird and she she says and in body Hmm. made me a little uncomfortable yeah i did i almost turned it off there thought you know this whole podcast thing it's over i thought this episode was getting a little too triple x we kept going uh later by the Gotham City Bank, Batman and Robin, they show up. Uh, the armored car is there, parked in front. Uh, the two guards are loading money into the back. Very normal situation. Is this the real truck? What's going on? Batman accuses one of the guards as being false face. How does he know? He says only a criminal would dress up as a licensed guard 
and so callously park in front of a fire hydrant. What? It's a hazard. It's a hazard. It is. And isn't that the true crime that false face committed? Not that's, trying that's, to steal that's the money. That's what they but get them put away for, yeah. Yeah. Illegal parking. And that's a so that, steep that's, penalty. That's death penalty, isn't it? It might be. It might be. Um, Batman is always... <laughs> he's picking up on the details. Um, Robin says he's going to deposit false face in jail. Um, just then false face throws down a bag of money. It explodes. <laughs> he leaps from the armored car, races off. Another one of his trademark skips. Yes. Batman and Robin jump in the Batmobile, race off after him. And this is kind of a weird editing thing. Then it like kind of cuts away and all of a sudden Batman and Robin pull into an alleyway and they're stopped by a boy scout and an old woman crossing the street. It turns yeah, out the old woman weird. is false face. Batman just drove into a trap. And it was weird editing, a, right? Like a midget that's in his game. Yes, yes. It was, yeah, and he, <laughs> but okay, you're a little boy crossing the street. If there's a police officer, which all the time in Gotham, zooming down the street, you don't just walk out. You say, let's wait till that goes by. Exactly. You can Batman wait, old just lady. Him down. He should have seen through you it. You should have. That would have been awesome if he did that. Um, just then, several goons jump out of garbage cans. A I fight breaks out. These goons in the garbage cans. Mm, days, days. This is a long. I mean, because who knows when they'd be able to, you know, capture a armored car, get this whole thing pulled off. So Batman and Robin throwing goons all over the place. Just then, Blaze jumps into the Batmobile. Batman grabs her arm very violently again. He's about and to he pull was, her he out. Very rough. He was very rough on her. He's about to pull her out when a uh, false face runs up, throws a smoke bomb on the ground. He's disappeared. The goons are still there. Um, we see sirens and O'Hara and the police, or we hear sirens. O'Hara and the police show up. The goons have nowhere to go. The police start rounding them up. Uh, just then, another car pulls up and out steps O'Hara. It's really false face. Um, false face. The oh, real O'Hara kind of approaches him. Confused. Wait a minute. This is in a mirror. Where have I seen this person? The real fault. The- he says, saints be praised. He does, yes. He's a huge Orleans. That's right. He's like, Drew Brees be praised. Sean Payton be praised. <laughs> false face knocks out the real O'Hara, drags him into the car. Blaze races off. She's driving the car. Um, so for some reason, no one witnesses this. Batman robbing the police. No one stops him. So now what we have basically is false face masquerading in his O'Hara. It's a little bit confusing. This whole scene was a little confusing. Um, later back in the Batcave, Batman and Robin and Alfred are analyzing the paper that false face used to write his message. It seems to be very strong, unusual paper. Batman asks Alfred for a dollar. <laughs> He, Bruce is such a cheapskate. He's a he millionaire. Is. He is. But he uses Alfred's money in his experiments. And later, we know that Batman carries money around. We see that later. Yeah. Um, so Batman compares the dollar to the paper. It turns out this is the kind of paper they used to make money. Alfred asks, well, what does, can Falseface use that kind of paper for? Batman immediately answers to make money. <laughs> it's like, what can he use that paper for? To make money. Alfred, come on. Get Duh. with the program. He's like, Alfred, that's... Two dollars out of your neck, Jack. Jack. <laughs> Batman says not very many people know how to make this kind of paper. It's official banknote paper. Falseface must have broken into the mint and stolen it. He's he's probably going to break in again. So Batman and Robin race off to the mint to try to stop him. What's weird for this? Falseface uses to write a note. Didn't he have he have any you know extra paper lying around? Because a money yeah. paper is very distinctive. It's like a huge clue. Sloppy. Sloppy false. That is very sloppy. Well, you know, when when your when your big trademark is skipping, yeah, really the best criminal when you get down <laughs> to it. Uh, later, Batman and Robin pull he up. He really should be known as the Skipper. That's right, false Skipper. And he should have more of like a nautical theme. 
Later, Batman and Robin pull up to the uh, banknote paper room. They go inside. It's empty, but full of boxes of paper. So Batman and Robin they hide in the rafters. Just then we see a man enter, start stacking the boxes. A woman enters, obviously Blaze, asks the man for a light. He doesn't seem concerned at all that she's in this top secret area. I know, very, very slack. What he's concerned about is like, wait a minute, you can't smoke in here. But instead she knocks him out with some gas or some powder, actually. Why didn't Batman and Robin stop her at this point? I mean, she could have shot this guy. They wanted to see where it was going. Yeah, they, they're like, let this play out. Like I, Bruce is like, I've seen this in a porno film. Let's just, let's see how this goes. Like, but, you know, she could shoot him. No, 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 no. It's, it's cool. It's cool. Um, it's she calls in more goons. They, they, the goons start hauling off paper. And then Batman and Robin decide, Batman's like, this is getting lame. Let's, <laughs> let's jump down. They leap like, into this action. Is, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Knock out some of the goons. Blaze tries to throw... Um, some powder, knockout powder on Batman. He deflects it back at her, knocking her out. Um, so the goons are subdued. Batman picks up Blaze, tells Robin to leave the other goons. He wants to personally interrogate Blaze. Seems like the other goons might have had some useful info. Yeah, Little but bit strange. When he said personally interrogate Blaze, he means interrogate Blaze without pants on. Oh my god. Later in Gordon's office, we see Batman, Robin, Gordon, O'Hara, who's actually false face, sitting around the table, Blaze laying unconscious you know head propped up uh seems unethical to me i mean this is an official interrogation this is all gonna get thrown out in court did you notice that blaze you can tell blaze was a big influence on the likes of Katy perry and lady gaga yes every scene she has a different i mean it might well might as well have been Katy perry there exactly the pinks the light blues Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that was was, she was a real trendsetter So O'Hara is obviously acting very strange. It's because he's really false-faced. Gordon says, oh, don't worry. He has a toothache. Gordon is stupid because it's very clear it's not O'Hara. It doesn't sound anything like him. He's acting – O'Hara doesn't act this weird. Um, The thing is we're not around O'Hara 24 hours a day like Gordon is. That's true. This is probably par for the course. That's a good point. Or or the thing is he probably knows it's not really O'Hara, but he likes this O'Hara better than the real one. I'm, I'm not minding this new O'Hara. Uh, just then, Blaze comes to Batman demands to know where Falseface is printing his counterfeit money. He wants to know the whole plan. Blaze says she doesn't know, which pisses off Robin a, greatly. She says Falseface doesn't tell anyone his plans. Gordon says, well, I guess we're at a dead end, which I'm not sure if just laziness. He's like, oh, he doesn't know his plans, whatever. Or Wait, is he threatening her, you think? You know how they have like good cop, bad cop? When Gotham, they have good cop. Gordon. Cop, who's Robin this time? And Lazy Cop. Which That's is true. Gordon, which is That's a good Gordon. point. Um, Blaze tell them, she tells them that the only thing False Face truly fears is Batman and Robin. He said if it weren't for Batman and Robin, he would be the kingpin of all of Gotham's criminals. I'm not sure that's true. I think there are other, I mean, False Face is a good villain, good criminal. But he's not the Joker. He's not the Joker. He's not Penguin. He's not even King Tut. He's not even, yeah, he's not even your egghead. I think, honestly, Egghead would be, might be in the running for Kingpin. It's not going to be False Face. Um, Gordon then called. Although, although you got to hand it to, to False Face. I mean, he wants to be the Kingpin of all criminals. He's dreaming whereas, big. Yeah, whereas the Joker wanted to be King of the Surfers and Louis the Lilac wanted to be King of the Hippies. <laughs> yeah, False Face is, at least his mindset is in the right place. Um, Gordon calls False Face a swine and. Batman kind of sternly he, reprimands he, him. He called him a swine because Gordon thought he was a communist. <laughs> Batman reprimands and tells 
tells Gordon that false face, you know, he could be rehabilitated. Gordon apologizes, so we clearly see who's running the show. Yeah. Um, Blaze tells Batman she might be able to help them trap Falseface after all. Batman and Robin leave with Blaze. Just then, Fake O'Hara says, you know, I could stand by with some police force. Uh, Batman's like, you know, that's a good idea, O'Hara, and which should there. have clued you off. Wait and a minute. There. That's how they should have known. That O'Hara, the O'Hara. what the real O'Hara would have said, I'll pick up some donuts. You know, I'm going to be exactly. over there on that couch eating potato chips, chips and dip. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Drink, drinking a brew while on the job. That's right. Later at an abandoned subway station, Batman, Robin, and Blaze show up. She tells him this is where... Smoking a Jamaican cigarette. That's right. That's what... Changing my clothes, eating some sherbet. Um, so Blaze... O'Hara loves to wake and bake. Uh, uh, Blaze... He he loves turning on the Marley. Laying back. (laughs) (laughs) Lighting a blunt. Uh, Just smoking some smoking some dube. That's eating right. Some, eating some hostess fruit cake. All on the job. All, All on the job. Exactly. So the Blaze He's like, I'm I'm doing this on the people's time. <laughs> That's what he says. Blaze tells Batman and Robin that this abandoned subway is where False Face is planning on but printing you, the counterfeit but the money. Abandoned subway, don't don't you mean it's, it's a it's an old subway restaurant. Uh, Blaze starts complaining that she's hungry and asks Batman to buy her candy bar from the vending machine. Batman he comments, says, "There's sandwich artists everywhere to make you a five dollar foot long." I love his comment. He says, "You know, fresh fruit is so much more healthy." What a health nut Batman is! He's never eaten candy. He was the the original health nut. Still, Batman walks over to the vending machine to buy uh, Blaze something. Well, Batman's back is turned. Blaze it's grabs like a big Newton or something. Yeah, I know. Blaze grabs her hairpin and sprays Batman. Or, sorry, sprays Robin with some knockout gas. At the same time, Batman is sprayed by the vending machine. But before he passes out, he mutters... Now, do you think that was one of the Joker's vending machines? That's what I was wondering. Um, there's a lot of vending machine tomfoolery in these past few episodes. It's all over the place. It tells me that the Joker put all these, like, vending machines all over the city. But since he was arrested, <laughs> there's all these, like, booby traps. I know. Machines. But before Batman passes out he mutters false face which remind me a lot of uh, rosebud i don't yeah, know if that was an homage too. to that um i like to think it was later false face and i like to think that orson wells in this, yeah. saw this that's what i meant yeah that's what i meant time machine went to 1941 well citizen kane an homage to true or false face answer yes it was. yes so later you know orson wells was a fan of comic books that's right obviously a fan of adam west later yeah. We see False Face and Blaze. They're tying Batman and Robin up to the subway tracks. Batman asks, or Blaze asks False Face to reconsider. He refuses. So we leave our heroes as a train is bearing down on them. Will they escape in time? End of episode. Did you notice that False Face was dressed like an old timey train engineer? <laughs> yeah, I know. He loves to dress up for the occasion. It's weird. He's really, he, I mean, he's really just like a cosplayer. He is. He's into it. Yeah, and, you know, good for him, yeah. I say. So that's the end of the episode. I have to say, I know it's a False Face episode. I like False Face. The episode was a little weak because there was some weird editing stuff. Like, just stuff started happening and you're not sure how they got there. Like, that scene with the Boy Scout. It was weird. Yeah, well, I don't know if you'd agree with that, but... Um, I agree with you because uh, there was a scene where I thought I didn't really know what was going on. Mm-hmm. So what would you give this one? I How many would, faces would you give it? I'll give this one 
7 out of 10 faces. You know, I got to give it a 5.5. I know that's low. That is low. I'm, we're going to get some hate mail for that, but I, you know, I don't beat around the bush. No, you really don't. You don't beat around the face. <laughs> so that's it. In the False Face episode number one, uh, next time, stunning conclusion. And it is stunning. I have to say, if you notice, they froze the frame when Batman and Robin were struggling. The reason for that, it obviously wasn't a real train coming at them. They just had a light at the end of that tunnel moving it forward. And obviously, if they kept it going, it would have just been a guy holding a light. So they had to freeze the frame there. I think they should have let it go. I know. That's what it... Maybe that's what we'll see next episode. It's, I hope so. Oh, it's just me carrying a light. You guys need help? Batman and Robin? It's, it's Paul D'Angelo. Hey, guys! <laughs> that's... It's what? A weird... Batman's a boy? Oh, my God. Spoiler. Is it, though? No. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Um, yes, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Andy. Share with your friends. Please. We're asking we nicely now. We are. Um, we used to be very rude about it, but now... Yeah, here's the thing. We have 152 fans. It's about 6 billion people in the world. So if each of our fans shared our page with only 50 million people, we would have more fans than there are people in the world. And I say, you know, that's impossible, but let's but make it happen. It? But is it impossible? Nothing's impossible with Chief O'Hara by your side. Exactly. All right, so, um, yes, check out our Facebook page. Send us questions of any kind, any kind of mail to steveandandy at gmail.com. Go to iTunes, search Steve and Andy, meet Batman, and leave us a review. I cannot stress how important that is. <laughs> Do you have any comments? Andy is left speechless by that. Because it's of utmost importance. He is. He has nothing to add because it's... All right, so next week, True or False Face Part 2. What's it called? False. Let's, uh, let me guess. What it's... word rhymes with face? Race, probably. Yep, it says only rat race. See, Are you kidding me? No. Ah, so many rats. It makes me angry. Well, no? not really. I, I don't understand what was the purpose of False Face pretending to be. Chief O'Hara. For fun. I love that. I, I, I gave this a five and a half. I'm going to bump it up to six because I've, I forgot how fun it was to see Chief O'Hara really getting in on the action this time. He's kidnapped, by the way. He is... Um, next. In the next episode, we see him come back from being kidnapped. I don't think he was kidnapped. You think he's just lost, wandering yeah, the streets? Yeah. Saints be praised. Yeah. I don't actually think false face... Disguised himself as Chief O'Hare. I think Chief O'Hare dropped some acid and was hallucinating. He was on a trip. <laughs> He's like, what a wild trip. I just I just dreamed I tied Batman up. <laughs> you know what I would have loved to have seen? When 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 Falseface was tying uh, Batman and Robin up to the train tracks, he was dressed as a conductor. But he was in his Falseface gear. I would have loved to have seen if him was... dressed as, as Chief O'Hare in a conductor's uniform. Tying up Batman and Robin. Wild Batman. <laughs> he gets back to he's talking to, and that's how that's how the next how the cliffhanger should resolve. Chief O'Hara comes to, goes to talk to <laughs> Commissioner Gordon. Says, "I just had the wildest trip, man. 
I was tying Batman and Robin up to some subway tracks. It's crazy. And then Gordon, like, well, Gordon would be like, whatever. So he would have to tell someone else. He'd have to tell, like, Alfred. And Alfred would go save him. It's revealed there is no false face. It's just Gordon. It's just O'Hara the whole time. Yeah. Now that would be a big twist. And I would that love would it, but it's not what happened, unfortunately. Hence, Paul, Paul D'Angelo. Whoa, false face is O'Hara. What? That's crazy. <laughs> my Ronnie from Sleepaway Camp. By the way, I I, I just found mm-hmm. another special that we're going to have to do. It's an ep- it's an episode. It's an issue of Superman. Okay. Secrets. It, it, it's it's titled "The Man Who Startled America Does It Again." Is it about Paul Paul D'Angelo? They keep on his. <laughs> Paul Giamatti keeps coming to mind when I hear. I, I like to think that it is. It's Paul the Giamatti same person. And Paul D'Angelo is the same person. Can I tell you something? Paul Giamatti has never been and will never be in the kind of shape that Paul D'Angelo was in Sleepaway Camp. Because <laughs> you know when when you see scenes in Sleepaway Camp where he's Paul D'Angelo's character is working out in the background, that that's he just can't stop working out. That was not in the script. Right. Well, I think we've already pretty much discovered that he wasn't in the mood, supposed to be in the that's mood. Right. He just wandered on set. That's right. So that's the end of this fantastic episode, Stephen Enemy Batman. Lots to look forward to this summer, actually. We're going to increase the frequency of our episodes. We're going to, of course, the um, summer camp specials, a few other specials we have planned. So, And, of course, Batman Dark Knight Rises. Oh, yeah, Dark Knight Rises, yeah. Will be a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. I, I heard that there's a big surprise ending at the end of the movie. That's right. Oh, no. A big Don't shock say. ending. Andy? Yes. I will see you later. Maybe at summer camp. I, I don't think so, though. I think we'll do the False Face episode before then. So, I think we will. I'll catch you later. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. I've just seen a face I can't forget the time. All place where we just met. She's just a girl for me. And I want all the world to see we've met. Another day I might